Today is Lehigh Crew Sunday. Crew is a campus ministry on Lehigh's campus and is a supportive ministry of our Riverbend family. Students who are a part of our community will be leading worship today and will also give testimony to what God is doing in their lives and on campus. Thank you so much for joining us. Now I'm going to invite Ed up. Um, Ed is the regional director of Crew for the Lehigh Valley here, so he helps with uh, Lehigh University, where we're all from. Um, L-Tri-C, Kutztown University, and Penn State Lehigh Valley is starting a, a crew movement as well, so I'll invite him up here. Thanks, Ben. How's that sound? We good? Sounds amazing from my hype man at the back. All right. Well, good morning. Um, as Ben said, I'm the area director for Lehigh Valley Crew. Primarily work at Lehigh Crew. Um, my wife and I lead the team. Um, as we said, we're, our heart is for God to stir up gospel movements on every campus in the area. Um, so we just want, we wanted to give you a little bit of a taste of what Lehigh Crew looked like on a Thursday night when we have our weekly meeting. So I'm thankful that we have leadership and pastoral staff that will invite us and trust us with a Sunday morning um, to lead you guys in worship, and even just to give you, a, yeah, a little vision, a little more stories about what God is doing on campus. And if, it, if there's any sense of, like, we want to put the spotlight on crew, nah. Nah, this is like spotlighting what God is doing on campus. So we just want to praise him for all that he's doing, hear from the students, hear from their stories about what God is doing on campus. Um. Before we go any further, I thought we could, one, start in prayer, um, and two, maybe we could pray for our brothers and sisters around the world, maybe more specifically in Ukraine, as uh, there is upheaval and chaos going on. So it's interesting waking up in our nice warm house and bed and dressing our kids, and it's like, man, that, not every believer around the world is doing that. Not any, everybody around the world is experiencing that kind of blessing. So why don't we... What I'm thinking, I'm going to start by praying through Psalm 46, and then I'll transition, but if you guys would just pray with me for our brothers and sisters around the world, more specifically in the Ukraine. God, you are our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. There is a river whose streams make glad, the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, she shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Jesus, we just, we proclaim these truths today. God, that you are with us. Lord, that you... Um, yeah, I'm looking even into verse 9. You make wars cease to the end of the earth, Lord. We pray that that would be true. Um, God, thank you that you reign, that you're on the throne. 
And that though earthly kingdoms may rise and fall, Lord, you will not. So Jesus, we rest in that, that you are our fortress. And we pray that you would protect our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and Russia. God, would you move? Um, God, would your justice come down swiftly? Would your people respond um, to those who've been oppressed, to those who need help? Lord, I'll be honest, I don't even know how to pray this morning. But we just, we just lift up those men and women, those people of God that we're united with. Um, God, would you protect them? Would you bring about justice and peace? Would your kingdom come? God, we pray this in your name. Amen. And Lord, we pray for this morning too. We pray, Lord, that we would um, just make much of you, Jesus. That's what it's all about. We want to make much of you. Not of crew or any individual or any strategy, but just, just make much of you. So Lord Jesus, be with us um, as we direct this time. We love you. Amen. So, um, as I mentioned, crew, our heart locally is, is that we would see gospel movements go on every campus. And that's almost this tension we experience of uh, we want to go deep. We want to go deep in helping students be transformed with the gospel message and, and live into the, this new life that God's called them to. While at the same time, we want to go wide. We, we believe that God has called all of us, every one of us, to make disciples of all nations. Matthew 28, 18 through 20 is the Great Commission. And that's kind of the why behind the what for us. That, that's why we do what we do. That's why our mission statement, which I'll share with you in a little bit, exists. Because we, we want to go and make disciples of all nations. Um, just very briefly, I want to just explain what that's not. It's so easy for us to fall into maybe patterns and strategies. It's not go and make converts that we're just going to have a bunch of people receive Christ and then walk away. It's not go and make converts, but go and make disciples, those who will follow Jesus wholeheartedly of all nations. So we care about our community. We care about our campus. We care about the Lehigh Valley. We care about our country. But, you know, as we're praying for our brothers and sisters in Ukraine and Russia, we care about the world because God cares about all nations. And ultimately, in Revelation, we're going to see the throne room is going to be all tribes, tongues, and nations. So I think in light of this great commission, um, I think college ministry and college students have a unique part in this commission. Um, Robin, if you could throw up the slide. We've been getting into jigsaw puzzles. Uh, this is my son, Nathan. And, um, yeah, it's just been a fun family activity when, like, things are down, you have downtime. It's like, all right, let's just go work on this jigsaw puzzle. Now, listen, I want you to hear this. Every piece is valuable. Every piece is valuable because at the end of this puzzle, which we bought fresh from Target because we got a couple from the, the second-hand store that didn't have all the pieces, like, ah! We got this from Target, and it was missing three pieces still. I'm not sure what happened. If it just got thrown away. So every piece is of value, right? Every piece. But there are some that are very strategic. As you put all the pieces down, what are the strategic pieces? The corners. The edges. That's right. You can, you can begin to frame out this picture 
so that it gives some perspective. And when, when, I, when I picture in my mind God's kingdom advancing throughout the Lehigh Valley, throughout the country, throughout the world, I believe there's strategic pieces to see this vision take shape. And, the co- and it's college students. And whether you have good or bad memories of college, I think almost all of us would say that they were pivotal years in our lives. You guys agree? Pivotal years, those 18 to 22-year-old years, those four years set the trajectory for the next 40 in many ways. They're crucial years. They're also accessible years too, right? Like you guys know, many of you guys are parents or working 40 hours a week. So when we think about, hey, let's have a, a worship night or let's do discipleship or let's do a wor-, you know, whatever it is, it's like, man, I just don't have the time like I did when I was in college. But college students in particular have a unique um, schedule that allows more accessibility to meet with them, to engage in spiritual conversations, to see where they're at, to help pour into them so that they would be lifelong laborers for Jesus. So they're, they're, they're strategic, they're crucial, and they're accessible years. The college campus is like a funnel. It's like a funnel where all our future leaders will pass through, almost all of them. So they're going to be ones that shape our culture guys. That's, what's, that's what draws me in. They're the ones that are going to be shaping our culture, our communities, for our kids, for our grandkids. Today's college students are tomorrow's leaders. And, I, and I'm super thankful for godly men who have the heart to invest in this next generation. I'm thinking of men and women like Matt and Debbie Utesh. They're not here. I think they have Patriot League some sort of tournament this week for the track and field team, but they're the coaches at Lehigh. And they have not only coached at Lehigh, but they have invested and brought in athletes to church, discipled, poured their lives into these men and women over the last several years. I'm thinking the same thing of of Quinn and Lindsay McDowell. I saw Lindsay somewhere. Um, There's Quinn over there. Quinn is the assistant basketball coach. Lindsay works with Push the Rock to help bring the gospel to basketball ladies on campus, athletes on campus, because honestly, it's harder for me to reach them. It's harder for undergrad crew to reach them. There's unique pockets on this campus. So they're doing a great work. Dr. Wesley Perkins over here, he came and spoke at crew this past Thursday. It was a huge blessing to us. So he's a professor at, at, at Lehigh, but a heart to reach young men and women with the gospel. Um, Jay and Carolyn Jenkins, uh, every Sunday morning, we'll like go drive college students so they can come here because they have a heart for these young men and women. There's a, there's a lot of men and women who've, who are making an eternal impact on the lives of college students. And here's the thing, you guys do it too. Many of you live generously, give generously to the church's mission budget and even to our own personal ministry that allows us as staff, Christy and I, Grace, to invest our best hours into these young men and women. So we're thankful for you guys and your investment. Let's throw up the mission, mission statement. You heard Ben say this, but we say this every single week, is Lehigh Crew is a diverse community where the gospel captures hearts, transforms lives, and launches men and women into a lifelong adventure with Jesus Christ. We say it because that's, that's our North Star. 
Like, that's what guides our ministry. Meaning, like, when when you're on the campus and you have lots of different activities and events and things that people want us to do, that we almost have to look like a, at a filter of like, okay, these are, these are really good opportunities, but does it point back to the gospel capturing hearts, transform lives, and launching men and women into a lifelong adventure with Jesus Christ? Because if it's not, honestly, we're just not going to do it. We're, we're going to be unashamedly about creating this, gos- this gospel community, diverse community, where the gospel captures hearts. That's just who we are. And, and, and really the driving force is Jesus, is the gospel. The gospel being that Jesus, who is both divine and man, came down perfectly in the midst of our brokenness, in the midst of our pain, in the midst of our sin. He took the punishment we deserved at the cross He took our pain, he took our sin, he took our shame. And then what's crazy is, is Dr. Wesley Perkins talked on this in 2 Corinthians 5, is that like we take his righteousness now. They call it the great exchange. He takes our sin and our shame, and now through Christ, through faith in Christ alone, we take his righteousness. And it's like, what? What? It's wild, and it... We pray it never gets old. And that's what captures hearts over and over and over again, is the truth of the gospel. And listen, as challenging as college campuses are today, and the campuses are challenging, God is still at work. He's still at work drawing men and women into a relationship with him. Um, we were handing these out as you guys were walking in. We call these crew cards. They're discount cards. Um, we, what we do in the beginning of the school year, we contact local businesses. We tell them, hey, listen, we're going to be handing out a couple thousand of these. Would you put like a recurring, a recurring um, discount that students would be blessed by? And what happens is, is that, I mean, we don't charge them anything. They get free marketing. They get it in the hands of thousands of, of college students. So it's this dual blessing where local businesses are blessed by the college students, the college students are blessed by the discounts. Um, and listen, I say this because one way God can capture the hearts of, of students is initially through their belly, honestly. <laughs> Free food can draw a crowd on campus. So these little cards can be really valuable for us um, because we can get one, we can get more information about crew out there, about our ministry and how, how students get plugged in, who wouldn't ordinarily work, walk in to a Bible study on a Tuesday night or a worship gathering on a Thursday night. So at the beginning of the year, there's this involvement fair, and it's nuts. It's like this carnival, and they're, you know, like everyone's yelling and trying to get everyone to sign up for everything. And uh, we have giveaways at the table, and we're handing out these discount cards so that we can get uh, information on them, a spiritual survey. Like, just what are your interests? Do you have any background? Do you have any um, spiritual background? And we will follow up with all of these surveys in the hopes of sharing the gospel with them or helping them get connected. And about six years ago, there was a young lady from Canada who approached our table. 
Um, and she filled out a spiritual survey for us. And, and after a few years in our ministry, we, we asked her into greater leadership. She reluctantly moved into greater leadership. And, and then as she approached graduation, we invited her into, hey, would you consider full-time interning with us on our Lehigh Valley crew team? And um, she's now on her second year interning with crew. And you guys probably have seen her around. Her name is Grace Lee. And I'd actually love for her to come up. She's going to share a little bit of her story about how God captured her heart during her college years. So Grace, would you come on up? Yeah, as Ed shared about the Club Expo, um, it's pretty crazy to think that that was only six years ago, um, or already six years ago, just because it feels to me um, like it was literally yesterday that I was walking up to that crew table um, and kind of getting plugged in. Um, yeah, and it's already been six years. Um, but also, just because I never would have thought that that initial um, like getting plugged in would have led me to eventually um, intern with crew. And so, yeah. <laughs> Is that me? So yeah, I'm here to share a little bit just of what God did in my four years at Lehigh and how he, yeah, captured my heart, essentially, as our tagline says. Because um, growing up, like many of you guys, I grew up in a Christian home. Um, my dad was actually the pastor of our small to medium um, Korean church in Canada. Um, and so being a PK, and for my siblings and I, um, it was just, it was inevitable that God would be a part of our lives. Um, yeah, part of our family routines, um, church community, um, yeah, even like upbringing, like our, our beliefs and just groundings. Um, so I was fortunate to grow up in a loving and um, God-loving, God-centered home. Um, but I would say that if someone were to ask me, like, what does it mean to be a Christian um, to you? I don't think I would have been able to fully explain that. Um, I don't think I knew what it really meant to yeah, be a follower of Jesus. I think it was very much like God is up here. Um, I've, I've seen how he's taken care of our family um, and just provided for us. And yeah, he cares for us and loves us, but he's kind of like up there. And like we're kind of doing like life down here. <laughs> um, so that was kind of like my mentality coming into college. Um, like my, all my friends knew that I was a Christian, um, went to church on Sundays and things like that. But that was kind of like to the extent. Um, so yeah, coming into college, whether it was um, my mom encouraging me to join a Christian club on campus, or maybe it was like more of like the, my internal desire to, I guess, like keep exploring my faith. I don't know. Um, I, yeah, I got plugged in with crew um, and very much like just on the outskirts of crew, I would say, like on the fringes. Um, yeah, not necessarily diving deep, um, but just going every week to our Thursday meetings, um, as Ed said, where there's like worship, um, 
there's speakers and just community. Um, but that was kind of like the extent to which I allowed myself to get plugged in. I think I, um, yeah, I, it was like t um, on my own terms of like how much I was gonna allow like God to be a part of my life, I guess. Um, but I think, yeah, somewhere along like that sophomore year, um, I was asked to join student leadership, um, which meant that I was helping out with the weekly large group meetings. And so, yeah, helping with the slides and things like that. Um, on Fridays, we'd go over to the Hannah's and Christie's home um, with their family where we would do Bible studies. It was called Hanging with the Hannah's. <laughs> um, and we would have dinner um, and just fellowship. Um, there was like life groups, things like that, that, yeah, just like within my weekly routines, um, whether it was like through crew, God was like more present um, in my life. And so I don't really know like where exactly. Um, I'd say like the, the Lord really captured my heart, but I think it really was like in those, like every week, Thursdays, Tuesdays, Fridays, um, that yeah, he did something I think in my heart of, um, yeah, I think showing me <laughs> um, yeah, the person of Jesus rather than just like a God up there. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else I need to share. Um, yeah, I think like when I look back, it's like, oh, like there wasn't like a specific moment, but the more I was immersed in like the gospel message, I think, um, yeah, Jesus did something and I am here. <laughs> <laughs> grace. Hopefully this thing doesn't yell at me. Um, I think that's one of the really fun things for us in campus ministry to see students come in and then leave completely different with their hearts being captured um, by the gospel message. So thanks for sharing grace. Um, so this mission statement, crew, Lehigh Crew is a diverse community where the gospel captures hearts and um, transforms lives. Um, and we believe life transformation happens um, in, in some of those smaller segments. This is a great, these big gatherings on Sundays and Thursdays are great. But so much of the life transformation happens in smaller, for, smaller formats, small groups, life groups. Um, discipleship and um, we try to provide many of those opportunities for our students to get plugged into conferences and retreats to get away to because um, we believe again going back to the Great Commission that it's not just about making converts that it's like a once and done ticket to heaven throw away the stub kind of thing but it's like I mean, we want to help you fix your eyes on Jesus and have him capture your heart in such a way that it changes everything it changes the way you look at academics. It changes the way you look at relationships. It changes the way you look at your career. Because God is in the business of transforming lives from the inside out. So um, one of the cool things I've seen on Lehigh's campus the last few years through COVID is um, just a passion from some of our senior men to pour their lives out into some of the younger men because they have this vision of leaving a legacy, so discipling some of the younger men. Um, one of the guys who's here is Austin Johnson, 
And I asked him if he could just share a little bit of his heart of how the gospel captured his heart and, and is transforming it in such a way that makes him want to pour it out um, and invest his life into others. So how do I do this and get out of your way and not have this thing yell at us? Easy as that. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Um, yeah, just as Ed shared, I'm going to share a few stories and things that um, over my, so I'm in my fifth year at Lehigh, um, and the bi- two of the biggest things that kind of um, kind of changed my life and kind of helped me grow deeper in my walk with Jesus were discipleship and then these conferences that Ed mentioned. Um, and I'll kind of get into the first one, discipleship. So usually when we say discipleship, we mean a weekly intentional time where uh, one-on-one or a small group of guys and or girls, well, or girls, um, will get into the word, will get um, usually over a meal because as Ed said that everyone loves to eat and that's how you get everyone open and talking. And um, <laughs> So um, I've been blessed to have been discipled all five years at Lehigh and I've had three different disciplers and um, each one has taught me something different. And I'm, I'll share a little bit about each one. So my freshman year, came into Lehigh, grew up in a Christian family, um, loving parents, and um, I was just kind of, you know, my faith is mine. I'll talk to people about God, but I'm not going to really infringe my faith upon other people. That's kind of their own walk. That's their own decision. And um, my first disciple, my first discipler was Nate Sims. He was a um, crew staff member. Uh, for those of you who know him, he's pretty bold, pretty charismatic, a challenger. And he, during our discipleship meetings weekly, he would be like, we'd talk for a few minutes and he'd go say, you know what, let's just go talk to some students about the gospel. And I'm like, oh, you sure? Can we just like dive into the Bible? Can we just finish our meal? He's like, nah. So we would go every week and we would just walk up to students and just be like, what do you think of Jesus? Or, hey, we have like some crew has these resources that make these conversations a little bit easier. And he would be like, hey, would you like to take a spiritual survey? And a lot of the times people weren't that open to it, but it didn't phase him. Like he was very bold. He didn't ever feel like he wasn't like, oh, I don't want to like bother them or I don't want to like mess up their lunchtime. He was always just like, this is really important. I want to tell you what this is. And that impacted me a lot because he was just like unapologetically evangelizing to these students. Didn't really care what they think. Some of them were like, please don't talk to me and we're like okay and we walk away and talk to someone else Um, but that's what I learned from him and then my second was a Lehigh student who was two years older than me his name was Connor Um, he actually taught me how to just dive in scripture and he wrestled with different passages a lot and he just brought me alongside his journey each week we went through John um, and John's a very very rich book and we would just like dive into each chapter each week and just talk about things wrestle with it and he kind of imparted that upon me. Even now, I like still take some of the things that he taught me and apply it to my daily devotionals and things like that. And then for the past three years, I've had the privilege of being discipled by Ed, um, which has been a journey. And it has been, <laughs> no, I haven't learned anything yet, but there's still a semester left. No, um, <laughs> no, Ed has taught me, oh my goodness, so much. I can't, I would be up here all day if I talked about everything that he's um, imparted on me, just given me, um, I would say the few things is that 
Ed shows me what it's like to live vulnerably and rooted in Christ, though. Um, he wears his heart on his sleeve. He shows you his emotions, but he does it in a way that, like, it's, it shows strength and not weakness. Um, and so he showed me that it's, like, okay to not have it all put together. It's okay to kind of wherever you're at in life, it's okay to be there and sit in it. And then just on top of that, just um, as Grace mentioned with like hang with the Hannahs and various things, I've seen how he's been a godly husband and a godly father. Um, so yeah, those three things, those three men who have poured into my life over the past five years, I've taken very, um, I've taken a lot from what they've taught me and it's made me a more, um, more zealous for God, more zealous for Jesus, um, and want to share that. And so that leads me into the second thing, which is the conferences. Um, and these conferences are usually times where there is exponential growth in our community because we are normally um, away for a weekend or a week together and our own personal um, relationship with Jesus Christ because we're going to talks, we're doing worship, our lives are being centered around Christ um, at these conferences. And one such instance was two years ago. Um, we have this spring break trip called PCB. It's in Panama City Beach, Florida. And um, there was nine of us that drove down to Florida. So it was like a 21-hour drive. You can imagine how great that was for community, um, for our legs, and just for everything else. It was not so great. But um, And two of those men were actually Ben, who did, was the MC, and Joe, um, who was leading worship. And I was a junior at the time. They were sophomores. And through that trip, the Lord just kind of, he just lit something under us. He lit a fire under us. And we were actually talking about it yesterday just um, as we were hanging out. We were just talking about how the Lord has answered the prayers that we prayed over that week two years ago. So we were down there in Florida. We were at, it was basically an evangelism training conference. And we were just like, we want to bring the gospel to Lehigh, specifically to the men. We want to pour into men how we've been poured into and let Jesus capture their hearts. We want to put them in positions. We want to put them in um, relationship with Jesus. And since that moment, the men's ministry at Crew, um, even through COVID, has grown exponentially, and not just in numbers, but also in depth. Like each of the younger men that we meet with and and that have come along and are invested in crew are so much further along spiritually than I would say we would probably say we were our freshman and sophomore years. And it's just amazing to see how God has answered our prayers and answered our desire to let him use us to pour into the younger men and disciple them and, and set aside weekly time to dive into the Bible, dive into their lives, to just talk about who he is and how Jesus literally affects everything that we do in our entire person. So um, those are just two small, small things that um, I would say the transforms lives part of our tagline. Um, I could talk all day, honestly, but I'm going to stop it there and let you guys go. Um, but. You guys hear me? Yep. Okay. Um, I remember uh, those three guys called me from the beach. Um, and they were, they were like, oh, we want to be fishers of men. This was like right as COVID was hitting. Um, they're like, we want to be fishers of men. And uh, there's no better call you get as a campus minister or as a pastor when you get a call and someone's motivated and fired up to 
um, see Jesus known on campus or wherever they're at. Um, and it's interesting, you were quoting, you were talking about the Gospel of John. Um, the Gospel of John, in so many times, John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he sent his son. There's this like, Jesus is the sent one in John. I can't remember how many times, but he's referred to as the sent one over and over again. And then it's interesting, in John 17, there's this pivot. Jesus says, to, as he's praying, he says, as you sent me in the world, I have sent them into the world. Like the sent one now becomes the sender. And we are the sent ones. And that's God's plan to bring us back, bring, bring people back to himself to redeem and restore all of creation is through his people, is through his church. We are the sent ones. So we have this vision of men and women who are launched into this lifelong adventure with Jesus Christ as sent ones. Um, whether it's through evangelism training or doing surveys on campus, giving them tools but we want them to look through a missional lens as they think about looking out to the world and the campus around them. Um, so I didn't think, I don't know if there's a better person as we think about sent ones and looking at missional lens to invite up than my wife, Christy, who co-leads the team with me. Um, and she's just going to share a little more about her story of being sent out from college and now kind of our heart is sent ones now to send students. So... Hello, good morning. So I came to college, I went to school at Miami in Ohio, and I came from a great family, loving parents, loved my siblings, um, very good moral family, but I didn't understand um, what it means to have Jesus be my savior until I got to college. And that was through crew, a staff woman, um, took me aside and asked me about myself, got to know me, and as we were talking, uh, she got to share the gospel in a way that I had never quite heard before and never understood. And so through that conversation, I was had this much understanding, but with this much understanding, I was like, Jesus, just come into my life. Do whatever you want to do in my life, and you just have your way with me. And so he did so in college, I began to grow in my faith. I got discipled by a woman on staff. Um, I joined a Bible study. Eventually, I started leading a Bible study. Um, and my senior year, there was an opportunity to go to the Netherlands uh, in Leiden. And I was so excited to get to go to, the, to Leiden and learn about this culture and hopefully get to talk about spiritual things hear about men and women in college there, what they believed, and then hopefully get to share who Jesus was to me. And that was my first real experience of feeling sent. Um, after college, I did an internship with Crew. Before that, I was a long-term sub-teacher at East Hills Middle School here in Bethlehem, and it was fantastic. But because of what had happened to my life and my heart with Jesus in college, I wasn't teaching in the same way that I would have taught had I not come to know Jesus in college. While I was at East, East Hills walking the halls, 
I found myself praying for my students, praying for the teachers that I was meeting and knowing, wanting to get to know them, wanting to um, get to share my story with them, hear their story. And so there was this very different sense of purpose um, that has never changed since. When you think about your neighbors, a lot of the ways I learned how to express the gospel in college, um, I have used in different ways in my life since then because I have been sent. Um, so I had no idea I would be on staff with crew for 21 years after I graduated. I wanted to be a teacher. I wanted to be a vet, anything. Um, but yet here I am 21 years later on staff with crew and we are um, watching students graduate from crew being sent. Over the years, we've heard from alumni about what God's doing in their life, how they're becoming elders in their local churches, how they're um, reaching their coworkers with the gospel and the love of Jesus. And it's really uh, beautiful and fun to watch. And in fact, right now, we have a couple of trips happening at spring break, which is in less than two weeks. So in 13 days, we have two trips happening from the Lehigh Valley. Uh, the first one is PCB again, Panama City Beach, uh, the one that Austin was just talking about. Uh, you're going again, right? Yep. So we have some students. If, if you're going to PCB from Lehigh, can you just stand up? Yeah, awesome. So we're going to be sending them out. Hey, Nick. <laughs> yeah, Lehigh, that's awesome. <laughs> and so we have a PCB trip coming up where students are going to go and meet other students meet them where they are, share the gospel with them, and give them a chance to receive Jesus. And we have another trip also going overseas uh, to the Middle East. Um, I'm going on that one. Grace, Joe, and Joey. You guys want to stand up real quick? We have a couple other students going with us. We'll be leaving in 13 days. We'll be going overseas together. In fact, uh, Joe had another trip planned, and as I asked him to pray about coming... He followed the Lord. He canceled his trip. He canceled his other plane tickets, and he's coming with us. Joey, if you were here a couple weeks, ago, a couple months ago, Joey was baptized here recently. Um, it's been really sweet to see God working in his life, and um, we're just really excited. We're expectant to see what the Lord's going to do in these two trips. And so I think, I think what we're going to do is pray. Is that right? Right. Okay. We're gonna have Joe come up. And actually, would the Middle East team come up and Panama City students, just as both of you guys are going out um, to bring the gospel to different contexts, one spring breakers on the beach, another um, in the Middle East, very different contexts. But um, as we're sending them out in a couple of weeks, I thought it'd be cool to have Pastor Joe pray over, pray over these two teams. Yeah, what an honor. What an honor. Let's pray. Father, right now, we thank you that as Jesus was sent, so too we are sent. And Lord, we get to see a tangible expression of that with these students, Father, and with these staff team members of Lehigh Valley Crew. And we're so grateful, God, for the work that you're doing already and the ways in which you are softening hearts, Father. First of all, those who are going, but then those they're going to. And so, Lord, I want to just pray for open doors. I want to pray, Father, that you would open doors that only you can open. I want to pray that your kindness, Jesus, would be upon this team 
as they go to Panama City Beach, as they make their way to the Middle East. Father, I pray for these two teams. They would experience your kindness, but then in turn, they would be an expression of your kindness, and it would lead people to repentance in you, Jesus, changing their mind and their direction about what it is that you've created them for, the people that they're going to serve. And so, Lord, we pray against spiritual warfare in the sense of they wouldn't be deceived and uh, they would understand who their enemy is. It's not the people they're going to. But, Father, it's, it's to understand uh, that we're waging war. And when we're taking ground for not our namesake, but for the namesake of Jesus, there are forces that want to oppose that. And so I pray for this team. I pray for deep unity in uh, you, Christ, with one another. I pray that they would celebrate what they each bring. I pray that they would stay deeply connected to you, Jesus that you're not asking them to produce something that you yourself don't provide as they cling on to you, Christ. And so, Lord, we can't wait to see the kingdom fruit that comes, Lord. And we pray for protection as they make their way out. Lord, we just pray for safety. We pray that you would just watch over them, Father, as they're, they're driving and flying, as they're encountering different people, Father. Lord, we know that these times are full of a lot of anxiety. And I just pray, Christ, that you're calming uh, peace would be over them. Prince of Peace, I pray you'd be their peace, Lord. And uh, Lord, we, we just thank you for how you're working. And we do pray, as Ed did early on, for our brothers and sisters in the Ukraine. Lord, we, we do think about what they're enduring, but we also think about just the people in general are enduring. And so, Lord, we pray that an awakening would happen, Father. Lord, I pray that your, um, your kingdom ways, Father, would happen, Father, both in the a proclamation of you, but also the demonstration of your power. Protect these people, Father. I thank you for the show of leadership by the people of Ukraine and how they are choosing to lead the way in a time like this, Father. And just pray that we wouldn't take for granted um, our, our role in praying. You're waiting for your church to raise our voices, so we're going to do that. And so we pray for these teams, and we pray for our brothers and sisters and the people of Ukraine as well. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. see can you guys hear me all right <clears throat> so listen as we um as we wrap up um we wanted to give you guys an opportunity obviously as you give to the church the church is able to fund um much of these activities and help us with our support but we wanted to um give individual families and people a part of the church an opportunity to, to find out more information about our ministries um if you go to, I'm going to just give you guys a minute right now, because honestly, I know if I was sitting in the chair I, and I was asked to do it when I get home, I'd probably forget because I'm going to be feeding four kids and life's going to get crazy. But I'm going to give you guys a minute right now as we're wrapping up. Um, if you want ministry updates, um, you can go to riverbendonline.org slash crew, and we have opportunities to sign up for Christy and myself, the Hannahs, Grace Lee, and also Lindsay McDowell, who sends out uh, a prayer letter as well, I believe quarterly, um, that you can just hear more frequent updates and how to continue to pray and get behind some of the ministries that are going on um, within the church and within the Lehigh Valley. So, but we appreciate your support and the way you guys invest in these young men and women. As I said, we're, our heart is that these are our future. These are our future leaders. They're our future 
politicians, doctors, lawyers, mothers, fathers, and, and our aim is to center and have their hearts captured with the gospel, their lives transformed, and they're sent out to the communities, to the local churches, and to the whole world. So let me pray, and I'm going to have the worship team come up. We'll do one more song, and we'll close it out. So pray with me. Lord Jesus, we just we celebrate that you are king, Lord, and that we are a part of your kingdom coming, um, and that you use us um, as ambassadors of this kingdom um, to proclaim your name, to proclaim your goodness, to not only um, proclaim, but to demonstrate it as well as Joe was praying, Lord, to a world that needs you. So Lord, thanks for these young men and women Thanks for the work that you're doing in their lives. Um, Jesus, we pray that, um, <clears throat> yeah, I just pray that we would all get behind the work that you're doing on campus in and around these young men and women um, who are on a challenging environment, challenging campuses. Um, so, Lord, I'm thankful for a church body um, that gets behind the work on campus um, and lifts up and supports your work um, in the hearts and lives of students. So, Lord, we give you all the praise and glory. Um, we, thank you for, we thank you for your kingdom and your redemption plan that we get to be a part of at Ascent Once. God, we love you. We pray this in your name, Jesus. 